Hassoff, aka Sweaty Yeti, here with podcast number eight, and I am sitting here at a nice little cafe in Zadar, Croatia. It's a beautiful day, sun setting. I've got my little uh, mug of—I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right—but Ozushko beer, which is delicious, by the way. Um, seems like every country's national beer is better than ours, so. Um, setting aside craft beer today. So it's been um, a few days since I podcast. Um, the last time I recorded something, I was with Allison and David in Copenhagen, and I had an amazing time there. I um, It was really nice just not feeling like a tourist for a few days, um, and they rolled out the red carpet for me. David is an amazing cook and um, made some delicious meals. I had everything from gazpacho to delicious salads to uh, Iberian ham steaks to you name it. It was delicious. And um, we just had a super chill, fun weekend. Um, uh, outside of their apartment is this um, kind of marina with a boardwalk and you can and when the weather's nice there's tons of people out there soaking up the sun um the the uh, fleeting danish summer sun and uh we swam and we had a little picnic and then after the picnic we uh hopped on some bikes and uh, biked around copenhagen and they took me to this really cool um I'm not even going to call it a food cart pod because it was more like a food cart metropolis. It was basically this sort of co- huge complex with all these like old shipping containers. And there must have been, I don't know, 50 something different um, street food things. And um, there was just so much to choose from. You got kind of got, got uh, deer in the headlights. <clears throat> I ended up getting this enormous mackerel grilled mackerel kind of danish style with uh, some sides some potatoes and some salad and um allison got this uh these amazing moroccan samosas i got a bite of each one of those and then david got some sushi um i had a really cool conversation with a couple of um veterans of they're basically in the military one guy was australian military one guy was swedish military and they were kind of un military buddies they had spent some time in in uh, golan heights in syria uh afghanistan um unfortunately i didn't bring my little podcast um machine so i got to remember to bring that wherever i go i stocked up on extra batteries today so there's no excuse to not catch good conversations when they pop up um but yeah, we just had a great day, um, and I think going around Copenhagen by bike is a must-do. It's just it's what the locals do. It is it is literally the bike mecca. Um, there's bike lanes everywhere. <clears throat> it wasn't as intense as I had been led to believe, but 
um, you do have to obey the rules of the road. Um, so, so Alice and David were very cognizant to share share those with me and make sure I followed them. Although they were trying to trick me with like these wacky hand signals for turning left and right, and I totally saw through their charade. Um, but yeah, we just had a good time, and it's it's really it's going to be the last familiar faces I see until middle of October when I'm in Jordan and see my Habitat team. So that was that was great. Um, so from Copenhagen, uh, I took a flight to Zagreb, and that was a real easy two-hour, less than two-hour flight. Zagreb was a was a cool city. It's the capital of Croatia. Um, it's pretty chill. It's it's more in the interior. Um, I, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just, you know, it looks like a old European city. They got the big town square. My hostel um, was called the Main Square Hostel. It was right off the Main Square, so it's easy to find. Um, it's pretty easy to get around. It's it's um, It's got uh, this one street. I'm not sure the, the actual name, but people call it the Bar Street, where it's just like row after row of bars and cafes. Um, so it's a real great place to sit back and have a meal or a beer and people watch. Um, I ended up doing a couple of tours. I did like a free walking tour. Um, and the, uh, it was called free spirit tours. If you ever are in Croatia, definitely check them out. They're really knowledgeable. They're super passionate about it. Um, their English is impeccable. Um, so I did a free walking tour in the morning. Well, I kind of, I was walking sort of joined up uh, with this walking tour um, and just kind of glommed onto their tour. And then later on in the afternoon, I did a um, war history tour of the Balkan War, and that was amazing too. The, the tour guide was Veed. Um, the morning tour guide was Luca. He was great, and Veed was great. Um, just, I mean, I thought I knew some facts about the Balkan War, but they really take you through the whole um, context of what led up to the Balkan War. Um, so stuff starting in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and then um, and then later on with the uh, let's see, I'm going to screw this up, I'm sure, but um, when uh, it became a uh, kingdom and there was a king that was related to Queen Victoria and it became the kingdom of southern Slavic states which later they called kingdom of Yugoslavia um, and and then then in World War two it um, uh, it it basically got taken over by the by the fascists um, I forget the guy's name but there was a period of fascism. Um, and and at that so one one of the factors that led up to the um, Balkan War is there you know between mostly you know there's six major states um, well six or seven let's see see if I can see if I can uh, uh, test my my knowledge um, there's Serbia Croatia Bosnia Herzegovina Macedonia Slovenia Montenegro Kosovo and I think that's it. But they've the boundary lines have changed. The, there's been a, a main rivalry between the Serbs and the Croats. And then Bosnia-Herzegovina is like this mixture of Muslim and then um, Serbians and some Croats. So it's, it's kind of hodgepodge. But 
basically power has shifted back and forth between the 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 Serbs and the Croats. So during World War II, it kind of it, first it was the Serbians and then it was the Croats during World War II. And each time one was in power, they kind of brutalized the other side. Um, so then after World War II, when the anti-fascists um, took over and Tito, was, who was the dictator, the communist dictator, um, there, were, there were retaliations against the Croats who were seen as side, or who were, did actually side with the Nazis. Um, and, then, um, and then after Tito, Tito died, he didn't really name a successor, and so things kind of fell apart economically and and then politically um and that's those are the kind of i'm totally simplifying everything but that's kind of what led up to the balkan war in um in the early 90s uh, from 91 to 95 um so it was a really sad senseless war um but you know when you look around at least croatia i haven't seen it from the serbian side or the bosnian side or anything but um the tour I took was really um, tried to be very objective and, and name the the good and bad points of of, of all all those involved. Um, and I think it's something that everybody should know because you know I was in high school when that kicked off, and then and then on through college it lasted about five years until the UN decided to get involved and um, eventually stop it, but or at least help put a stop to it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a real good kind of history lesson. And then today I, um, um, rented a car and again, I keep getting hooked. I keep expecting like a crappy car and I keep getting hooked up. So I got a nice Audi TDI, which is like a diesel Audi and it drives really great. Only downside, no navigation system and no like little USB plug, but you know, oh, poor me. Um, so yeah, I drove from Zagreb here to Zadar. Um, wasn't really sure what to expect, but it's turning out to be really beautiful. Um, the hostel that I checked into looks really great. The uh, people are super friendly. The host named Tio, Tao, um, super friendly guy, kind of like told me everything to do um, in and around Zadar. Um, already met some friendly folks at the at the hostels. Definitely, um, the hostel in Zagreb was nice and comfortable. It was kind of like a capsule hotel. But very quiet. Uh, I made couple, like I met a couple of people. Um, this one woman from Liverpool, and then another guy from San Diego. But for the most part, uh, the people there were pretty quiet and kept to themselves. wasn't wasn't a real party vibe, uh, which was totally fine by me. I was, you know, just looking to like kind of check out the city and and get a good night's sleep and just kind of dork around on the internet and. Um, so I am gonna, I think I'm gonna stay tonight and at least one more night here in Zadar and hopefully, you know, meet some new, new faces and, uh, go out, have some beers. We'll see what happens. Um, but already it's looking like a great little town and it's just nice to be on the coast. I checked in, um, uh, grab, grab my pack, grab my swimsuit there's a beach like five minutes walk from the hostel when i say beach uh it's not like a nice sandy beach it's a real rocky so i should have brought my flip-flops gonna need to invest in some aqua socks or something but uh um just it was nice to just take a dip in the water and uh water's really warm and sun setting um and then hopped on 
or walked up to this pier and there's a guy that just like ferries people back and forth from the the main um old town of zadar to the the pier and he's just in this little rowboat it's pretty cool you pay him six krona or kuna kuna um and uh and then I walked around, and you see the little sea organ where the water comes up, and, the, and it makes this cool song. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just having a beer, and uh, Croatia's super chill. I, I'm really digging it. Um, it would be fun with a partner in crime or, like, a group of people. Um, but hopefully I can um, put my social skills to the test and start recruiting some, um, some homies. So that's all for this episode. Um, I'll try to post more now that i've got some batteries and uh, I'll, I'll keep my um recorder handy in case any um random happenings pop up um but for now yeti out <laughs>